Do you love to create, share, and consume stories online? Whether you write on Medium, listen on Spotify, watch on YouTube, or scroll on Instagram, X, or Facebook, you are part of the storytelling revolution that is transforming the way we communicate and express ourselves. But did you know that behind every story, there are legal and ethical issues related to the intellectual property rights of the creators and owners of the stories. Intellectual property rights are the rights that protect the original works of authors, performers, producers, and publishers from unauthorized use or exploitations by others, as we'll see in today's IP series episode. IP 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 Welcome to IP series home to all things IP related where I give you the stories tips and implications to business and creative decision concerning your intangible assets with real life case study I am your host Rita Henry Chinda subscribe and turn on your notification so you don't miss an episode Cheers guys All right, all right, all right. So here's an update regarding the Human of Bombay Stories PVT Limited against People of India Social Media PVT Limited. Turns out last month that the Delhi High Court held that there cannot be a monopoly over storytelling platforms, but has directed that parties should refrain from using each other's copyrighted material. I'm not sure how I feel about this update slash judgment but expecting like you know some sort of precedence this is not a precedent that that the court has set up but i guess the court just wanted to save its time and everyone's time now one of the interesting fact about this case was the fact that <laughs> it was a hybrid hearing so physical and virtual all at the same time and i was like you know, kind of took me back to the pandemic era, not to litigation practitioner, but you know, once in a while, in a while we have to, you know, pop in and out. But then there were instances where courts in Nigeria were sitting virtually at that time. And then when the lockdown ended, you know, they kind of transitioned back into physical hearing. Um, as an arbitrator as well, sometimes you get that experience of having to choose a hybrid hearing where you do virtual. If it's inconvenience for everyone, you know, you can't meet up at the venue or you do a physical hearing, you know, it all depends on the parties. But yeah, um, if you don't know about this case, short story before I tell you the longer story. So turns out, I think that was in September when I came out, uh, uh, when I stumbled on this story about two popular social media platforms in India that did similar things they shared stories of people from different parts of india and human of bombay who instituted the lawsuit against people of india claimed that poi 
hard copy this content including his logo tagline and the format of his stories and that had infringed on their intellectual property rights as usual poi denies the allegation stating that storytelling is a universal and democratic art form that cannot be restricted or owned by anyone so i i when i saw the update i i reached i, I think i commented on a lady's post on linkedin and she was kind enough to share the link for me to go through the, the judgment it was just 10 pages you know and now here is a story of the human of bombay and people of india intellectual property dispute now hob and poi are two major social media platforms that share stories of people from um india now hob which is human of bombay was founded by karishma metha in 2014 who was inspired by the human of new york project by brandon Staten. now hob has over 1.5 million followers on facebook Another 1.2 followers on Instagram, where they post photos and captions of ordinary people with extraordinary stories. I think I, I followed them on LinkedIn when they went viral on when they went viral during the pandemic. Then you have people of India, which is a similar platform, similar social media platform that shares stories of people from different parts of India. It was launched five years after the human of Bombay. And the reason why I'm making emphasis on the date is one, for documentation. Two, depending on the jurisdiction that you are based in, if you if you are based in the first to use IP system jurisdiction, the dates are really important. If you are based in the jurisdiction that um, abides by first to file, the dates may not really matter. But it may matter when you're trying to claim priority in terms of, okay, I filed before this person on this day. I hope that makes sense. Yes. Carry on, Rita. <laughs> okay, so People of India was launched in 2019 by Akit Agawal, apologies, my Indian IP friends, who claims to be a fan of HOB and the human of new york so you know there's now a thin line between inspiration and infringement you know that invisible line that you also see when you're trying to balance ip owners rights and consumers rights now poi has about 300,000 followers on instagram where it posts photos and captions of diverse people with inspiring stories this is where the dispute then commenced in 2023 September, Human of Bombay filed a lawsuit against people of India in the Delhi High Court, alleging that they had copied its content, including its logo, tagline, and the format of its story. Now, if you've gone through that 10 page side by side, look at the similarities between the two social media platforms, um, their stories. HOB claims that POI infringed on intellectual property rights by creating an imitative platform that confuses the public and damages its reputation. They accused POI of approaching the same individual featured on his website and asking them to share their story on POI. 
Now, the Delhi court issued a notice to POI on the 18th of September. Something is actually my stars by the that's what I'm saying. 17. But moving on, 17th of September, oh gosh, 18th of September, expressing concern over the substantial similarities between two platforms. The court observed that there was a prima facie evidence of copying and imitation by people of India and asked people of India to reply within four weeks. So calculate four weeks from September 18th. Do the math. Lawyers don't know math. Moving on. <laughs> so this lawsuit now sparked a huge debate on social media with many users expressing their opinions on the issue. Some people were supporting Human of Bombay saying, POI, that's people of India, copied their content and violated their intellectual property rights. You said, Human of Bombay has invested time, effort, resources to create original, authentic story. And it was unfair for people of India to unfairly exploit the goodwill and popularity that Human of Bombay had garnered in Mumbai, India. Other people were for POI saying HB does not have monopoly of storytelling, which is what the court ended up saying. And that POI had done nothing wrong by sharing stories of people from India. So while HB was focused on a particular location, POI was for everybody. You know, I belong to no one and for everyone. You get it. So they argued that HB was also inspired by the human of New York. IP is territorial, you get it. Um, I'm not going to say more than that, but then the storytelling again is universal and democratic art form that cannot be restricted or owned by anyone. This controversy finally reached Brandon Staten, who is the founder of Human of New York, and he also had something to say. He was like, Expressed disappointment which HOB for suing another st storytelling platform for something he had forgiven her for. Are you good? Hmm? Anyways, he said he had refrained from commenting on the appropriation of his work by HOB and other similar platforms around the world because he believed that they were sharing important stories and doing good work. However, he questioned the ethics and integrity of human of Bombay for taking legal actions against people of India for doing the same thing. As usual, there, there's always buzz on X, formerly Twitter. So the founder of HOB responded to Staten's message on the 25th of September stating um, that, so it's like, I express our gratitude to Human of New York and Staten for initiating the storytelling movement and inspiring millions of people. They also clarified the lawsuit is not about storytelling as a concept, but about intellectual property on this post. And I said the reason with her. She said she tried to resolve it, the issue amicably with people of India before approaching the courts as they believe in protecting teams' hard work. So you know how when dispute arises it's not social media caller that's going to save you talk to your lawyers the issue is and this is that gives part of the room to go back to the drawing board or go back to the table negotiating negotiating table have conversations and come to an agreement the case is, was at that time pending in court and it, it remains to be seen how to 
it will be resolved but you know the court has said in its wisdom that nobody has monopoly over running storytelling platform and that both parties should refrain from using each other's copyrighted work which is good but not good at the same time maybe pay x or do this or whatever um this case has raised questions about the nature and concept of intellectual property in the digital age where content creation and consumption are constantly evolving and expanding so let's get into the whole ip right storytelling platform thingy storytelling platforms are online services that allow users to create share and consume stories in various media formats such as text audio video or images so example in line with our case study for today will be human or bombay and the people of india you also have media you have spotify you have spotify for podcasters <laughs> you have youtube you have instagram you have x all this platform allows users to express their creativity to connect with other people access and also engage com um, content However, there are instances where storytelling platforms also face legal and ethical challenges in relation to intellectual property rights with the story they host. So I think last year there was a case that was filed against um, Now X on intellectual property infringement, um, stuff like that. Um, and as we know, intellectual property rights are the rights that allow creators or owners of um intellectual property works such as copyright or trademark um to have control over their creation um it also helps the creators or owners of this work um by protecting them from unauthorized use or exploitation of their work by other people so to address this issue it's imperative or for storytelling platform to um, have good policies and practices that balance the interests and expectations of all the stakeholders involved now there's also that issue as to the concept of idea and expressing uh, express expressed as a fixation in a particular format each ip has a focal point for determining the eligibility criteria um, for copyright is it doesn't matter the quality of the work as long as it's original in a fixed or tangible format and in the event of a dispute parties will have to show and prove substantial similarities and copying meaning that it wasn't the work was not independently created now, according to Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaac Ogba, in his book, he stated that a work is original if the resulting work is a product of one's independent effort in which it has not been copied. Assuming such independent efforts, authorship will be recognized in the resulting work, even if independently and unknown to the creator, a similar or even identical work created by another can be shown to have prior existence 
as we know again copyright doesn't protect ideas as provided under section 3 of the new copyright act of nigeria but rather that the work was expressed thereby giving the author exclusive right to commercially exploit the express work for a term of duration um Section 3 of the ad talks about ineligibility for copyright. These are works that will not be granted copyright protection automatically and they include ideas, processes, procedures, formats, system, methods of operation, concept, principles, discoveries or mere data, uh, official text of a legislative or administrative nature, as well as any official translation except their compilation, and official state symbol and insignia including flags coat of arms and term and bank note designs insightful right now i also have to look and consider um <laughs> just so many in my book also take a look at section i read grants uh, exclusive right to literary um, works such as the right to reproduce the work, to publish the work, to perform the work in public, produce, reproduce, perform or publish any translation of the work, make any audiovisual work or record in respect of the work, distribute it to the public for commercial purpose, copies of the work nature of through the sale or other transfer of ownership, provided that the work has not been subject to distribution authorized by the owner, uh, broadcast the work, communicate the work to the public, make the work available to the public by way of, by wire or wireless means in such a way that members of the public are able to assess the work from a place and at a time independently chosen by them then another new provisions that i think will relate to this again is the moral right provision under section 14 which provides that the author of a work um, shall have the right to claim authorship of his work, in particular that the authorship is indicated as the eligible work, and when, except when the work is incidentally or accidentally included in a, in a broadcast. I think go, towards the end of my presentation, I was going to talk about exceptions, but let, let's just keep on the conversation. Um, yeah then you also have the right to object and seek relief in connection with any distortion mutilation or any modification of or derogative action in relation to your work and you also have a person has the right to object to your work being falsely attributed to him as the author so this is from the nigerian perspective anyway not the indian perspective uh, when i read the act i was Looking forward to getting um, some citations or sections that were cited, but none of that was done. But just give me a second to verify what the Indian copyright law provides in terms of copyright protection for IP owners. What is the intellectual property that humans of Bombay was relying on? Um, because they own a storytelling platform that's, that shares various individual stories which are then uploaded in the following 
format audio video interview write-up post photographs this will fall under the eligible works that copyrights can be protected i think i just went through the the indian copyright act and i will say the eligible works are kind of similar to our old um copyright act so i i will just be doing like a general overview i'm talking about the ip especially if it's copyright um this is to achieve some sort of substantial research done on individual to share their story however the reason that this lawsuit was instituted was because people of india were said to have copied the exact expression and replicated it on their platforms as documents were tendered so if you look at the the, the judgment from page four to nine it show you the similarity between the stories telling platforms the interviews the photographs photographs enjoy copyright protection um write-ups in form of literary work audio video you know it can classify it under audio audio visual works um what are the ip, IP implications for storytelling platform in the area of user generated content where content creation and consumption are constantly expanding and evolving I think I'll look at this from the possible measures that storytelling platform can 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 explore in terms of registering their intellectual property rights with the relevant authorities and enforcing them against infringers or imitators such as people of India. Um, obtaining licenses or permission from the creators or owners of the story they host before using or distributing their so for instance um if let's say you want to interview Semwa, <laughs> you want to interview me, you need to get like a release consent for um from me stating that I authorize you to share my story. Um there's going to be uh an interplay of personality right as well, especially where after giving an interview it's not portrayed the way i am and then you're kind of damaging my image and reputation so issues like that if you also look at it from the music angle where um platforms like spotify need to obtain um, licenses for music labels and publishers able to stream this their songs on on their platform you, know, you also need to consider providing clear and transparent terms of service how many of you actually read that you know your terms of use user agreement that specify the rights and obligation of the platforms and its users regarding the stories that they host um for instance medium has a user agreement that states that it's that users retain ownership of their content but grants medium a license to use it on its platform all of those things some things that we take for granted need to also implement effective mechanism for identifying monitoring and removing infringing or illegal content from their own platform um, under the new copyright act we have what is called the takedown proceedings and also the protect technological protective measure um give me a sec so the takedown proceeding can be found um in section 54 
all the way down to section 58 uh, i think 61 as always talked about blocking access to online content section 6 we talked about identification of infringers uh i'm looking for the section that talks about technological protective measures yeah uh then section 87 provides that ip owners or copyright owners may register their work with the nigerian copyright commission and this is because in the event of a dispute it's easy for you to determine who owns what at the end of the day who is the rightful owner you know um yeah i think i just found technological protective measure under section 50 so it's a convention of technological protection measures and technological protection protection measures uh, means a technology device product or component incorporated into the work which is designed to effectively prevent or inhibit the infringement of any copyright related Right. Why circumvent a technological protection measure means avoiding bypassing, removing, deactivating, decrypting, or otherwise impairing a technological protection measures, which was put in place to effectively protect a work under the Copyright Act. And if this measure in the ordinary course controls access to the work protected and prevents or restricts acts in respect of the work which are not authorized. Right there, blah blah blah. blah. You just gotta read it, you know. So we, I, I will say that if anyone who thinks that as a storyteller, there are no um, provisions for you under the law, please take your time to go through the new copyright act. Um, we also need to respect the fair dealing exceptions as provided under section twenty. I I really wish that this case like. I don't know if to say if the case is still ongoing based on the recent um, judgment that was given. However, I think it would have been good to explore the possibilities in terms of setting a precedent within that jurisdiction that other people can emulate. Now, fair dealing um, exceptions are, are exceptions under the Copyright Act, which um, does not include the right to control any of any of the acts as provide any of the exclusive acts that the copyright owner enjoys, such as right to reproduce, um, to reproduce, produce, distribute, etc., etc. You can find that from section nine to fourteen, depending on the type of copyrighted work. And these exceptions would only apply when you are not commercializing. So if you're using it for private use, you, you're creating a parody, a satire a satire a passage a caricature you're doing a non-commercial research or private study you're criticizing you're reviewing or reporting current events um however in order for the court to agree that you um this defense which you're relying on and whether the work the use of the work in particular is fairly there are four things that the court will consider now which is kind of similar to the u.s four-factor principle they include the purpose and character of its usage so in this instance between human of bombay and people of bombay the courts will look at whether the people of sorry the people of india's use of the similar stories pictures audio video interview that human of bombay had on their platform and was now reproduced on people of india's platform 
what's the purpose and character of the use, the nature of the work, the amount of substantiality of the portion used in relation to the work as a whole, and the effect of that use upon the potential market or value of the work. I think when I was following, when I, no, when I was, when I followed the story, I mean, you know how you're on Twitter and then you're trying to find the genesis of the whole conversation. So in the bit of having users put out their opinion, there was one person's comment that actually stood out for me where he, he made reference to the fact that human or Bombay also actually have like a commercialization um, business model where if you want to put up ads or if you want your story to be put up, they have to pay some, you know, some money. Um, but yeah, so those are the uh, exceptions under the Copyright Act Section 20. Um, it's a whole list. You also have quotation in the form of short excerpts from a work. If people of Bombay, people of India, why do I keep saying people of Bombay? Apologies, guys. If people of India, maybe just cited or quoted human of Bombay, you know, that would fall under the exception to copyright. Um, if it was what I'm doing, I reading or reciting in public or in a broadcast, not for commercial purpose or any reasonable extract from published literary work, people of India must acknowledge, it must, he, their, their reproduction must have an acknowledgement of the title of the work and its author. It's kind of like when you're doing research, you're trying to cite an author, put the author's name based on how you're, the kind of citation that you're using and all that. Um, there's also the need to encourage and support the use of open licenses or public domain works or creative common licenses that allow free and unrestricted use of um, protected work by any person. Um, I think I came across an article recently that was talking about creative common and AI. I mean, the, the world is going global it's global already but there are emerging technologies that keep popping up left right center and then you're asking yourself if i adapt adopt all of these measures as a storytelling platform can i then enjoy the intellectual property rights that i'm supposed to or would that make me as a consumer make me respect the intellectual property rights of others will you also foster a culture of creativity, collaboration, innovation among storytellers and audience alike. Too many, too many, too many things. So, yeah. So I will also say again that the basics for storytellers or storytelling platforms, especially in relation to user-generated content, is understand the basics, which is understanding what intellectual property is, IP is, any um creative or innovative work in form of literary works books songs pictures audios um visual appearance of products uh, confidential informations that must be used for commercial purpose so i'm kind of like twisting white posts as a word in the property organization's definition but just to sum it up it must be used for commercial purpose when you create a work you don't just keep it under the copyright act you have provisions for studio works and um anonymous work which is also similar to the provisions in the india copyright act i also came across a posthumous protection thingy under the indian um, copyright Act, which was very 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 insightful to see 
um but yeah understand how ip is and how it affects you as a creator um know that you have exclusive rights to reproduce distribute profit to use prevent other people from using your work without your consent so there's an express provision on or guideline if i may say so on licensing and assigning of your copyrighted of your copyright um of your copyright basically so i'm trying to get this section just to reference you guys to it so it's section 30 on assignment and license um you know that there's also the provision for getting compulsory license to produce and publish translation i don't think that will apply here but i would say if if this was um under the nigerian content maybe the compulsory license to reproduce and publish work for certain purposes under section 32 forgive me let's see what it has to say so the act provides that after the expiration of the relevant period from the date of the compulsory um license uh you get the copies so this will apply for literary or artistic but the copies of such decisions are not available in nigeria they don't be put up in sale in Nigeria for a period of six months by the owner of the right of reproduction or by any person authorized by him. Uh, in that behalf, in the general public, you have to make an application to the Nigerian Copyright Commission. Um, so it's 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 a non-exclusive license that you end up getting. So just take your time, go through that section to be properly guided on how to apply for a compulsory license. Um, why is intellectual property important for storytellers in this era of user-generated content one your creativity and originality is rewarded and incentivized no matter the quality um, creators are protected from infringement misappropriation misuse distortion and plagiarism you know so other common um method will be registering your brand name so if you recall during when i was giving like an in-depth story about or fact about the case i mentioned that um human of bombay had accused the people of india of using their tagline using their tagline um and logo so trademark is acts like a source identifier for brand as long as it meets the criteria under the Nigerian trademark as of being capable of distinguishing and being distinctive enough to identify the source and quality of the goods or services. And by registering your trademark as a storyteller or a storytelling platform, you can prevent other people from using confusingly similar marks that may mislead um, consumers and users or damage your reputation. And registering your trademark gives you the owner the right to sue for infringement and seek remedies such as injunctions, damages, or account of profit. In an event where you do not register your trademark, the law gives you some sort of limited IP protection. So you can only sue for passing off but not infringement. Um I think all right, all right, then what are the the issues that storytelling platform may face challenges that they may face lack of awareness amongst users about intellectual property rights 
of storytelling platforms and their obligations, lack of enforcement of intellectual property rights laws and regulation in different jurisdictions. This happened in India. Imagine if this was in Nigeria. I mean, before people would say we didn't have the laws, but we have a more um, updated law. And if you look at section one, which talks about the objective of the new act I'm, I'm trying to get to it so i can read it for you guys just bear with me a second yeah so it says the objective of this act is to protect the right of authors to ensure just rewards and recognition for their intellectual prop intellectual efforts provide appropriate limitations and exceptions to guarantee access to creative work and i'm going to skip to the last one which is enhance the capacity of the nigerian copyright commission for effective regulations administration and enforcement of the provision of this act so the body regulating you as a creator in nigeria is the nigerian copyright act then there's a lack of cooperation among stakeholders such as storytelling platforms intermediaries regulators law enforcement agencies or courts in addressing intellectual property right issues lack of balance between the interests of storytelling platforms and the interests of other parties such as users competitors public domain advocates or fair dealing and um, proponents so there was something when I, while i was going through this i think again i just realized that we were talking about the compulsory license um era there's also a compulsory license for public interest that's found under section 35 yep got it section 35 so says that the commission may authorize use of a work by any person for the purpose of rectifying the abuse of a dominant market position or to promote public interest public interest was it defined but then you also need to apply for this license from the commission is a, a long read anyway so read that as well um how can how can so how can um storytelling platforms um adopt a more proactive approach in protecting their intellectual property rights and also respect the intellectual property of others need they need to educate their users about intellectual property or storytelling and their benefits engage stakeholders to establish standards, best practices, and code of conduct. Very important. I think we've seen that with the with the with the um, writers strike in the US. A lot of conversations on that. So I think that's something that storytellers and storytelling platforms should adopt as well. When I attended the um, Afrif um, the Afrif session, one of the sessions was on creating um standards but practices kind of like a or an an imitation of what the american writers of the sacri uh did in the u.s to in order to you know stamp their feet in relation to emerging texts such as the use of ai to rewrite scripts and all of those things um enforcement we have enforcement prov provisions through either going to the federal high court or exploring alternative resolution mechanisms such as mediation, arbitration, negotiation, conciliation. There's also the dispute resolution um, board 
which the act under section 90 provides that the nigerian copyright act would set up a a this resolution board to resolve issues in, in relation to licensing um royalty payment and any other thing they deem um fit oh yeah then you also look at the evolving intellectual property rights strategies and policies to adapt to changing needs and expectations of users and the society mm -hmm. um how can this be done um they need to promote a culture of creativity by inviting and supporting storytellers and audience from different backgrounds perspective experience and i think again encouraging diversity and inclu inclusion the human of Bombay and the people of India can collaborate to ensure diversity and inclusion in order to also um, enrich the quality and variety of stories they have as well as foster empathy and understanding amongst the users. And they can also facilitate feedback and interactions, um, support experimentation and exploration by promoting a culture of innovation and creativity. Um, by helping storytellers also try out new formats, genres, styles, techniques, as well as challenging themselves to create original, novel, and surprising story. It can help audience discover new stories, authors, media, provide features such as recommendations, suggestions, playlists, or a collection of, you know, support experimentation. So, what do you guys think so far? Do you agree or disagree with all of these things I've been saying? You have other suggestion? You can send me an email to ipseries gmail <laughs> at com. Oh yeah. So we're going to move into um an interesting conversation still on this. Please don't get bored listening to me, guys. I be big. <laughs> I am pleading, okay? So one of the interesting conversations that I believe storytellers and storytelling platform will enjoy listening to me talk about today is monetization of digital content, which has its own challenges, especially for those who, who own storytelling platforms, such as websites or apps, that allow users to create and share stories in various formats such as text, audio, video, or interactive media. Now, one of the main sources of revenue for storytelling platforms is advertising. And you do this by displaying ads on the platform itself. For instance, YouTube, you want to watch a YouTube video, lots of ads. I think as well, Instagram is incorporating ads, Facebook as well. Um, you go on someone's website and you're saying add, 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 add. Too much. Sometimes it's annoying. But then, you know, they have to make money. At the end of the day, you can also offer branded stories that feature sponsored content from advertisers. But then you also need to look out for the advertising guideline within your jurisdiction. Um, so you're not you're not going contrary to what the law provides within your territory another way to monetize the digital content for storytellers is by selling premium content or subscription which we are seeing a lot of platforms like instagram um x 
doing, you know. Yeah, it helps you to sell individual stories or subscription. I mean, a lot of people were, people still use YouTube, but now it's easier for you, especially in this user-generated content and short video formats on Instagrams are real easy for you to give exclusive and premium. Some some of the storytelling platforms also use online courses as a form of premium content. Another way you can monetize it by leveraging the fan base of your creators. I think the NFT era showed how creatives can key into fan base. And another um what's it called? Another case study would be um how the K-pop industry monetized fan base. This can be done by offering merchandising, do donation tips, crowdfunding, or just allow fans to support, support your your business. You also have a shop feature that lets users buy product related to the stories they like. Some storytelling platform also integrates um, external services that enable fans to support, such as Patreon, um, Spotify for podcasters, or Spotify basically just introduced or went into a collaboration with Patreon. So this has more the common monetization model and strategies that storytelling platform owners can use to generate revenue from their digital content. So for that user who kind of made um, the human of Bombay founder like an evil person for trying to monetize, have like a monetization model and strategy for our platform, I think this would answer your question in terms of you know all of these things. So how do you then protect your your work from being copied or stolen or misused by other people you need to register your your work your copyright grants you automatic protection but like the law provides now in nigeria you have to deposit a copy it, i mean the, the commission has been saying that but now it's been stated in the law they didn't they did not use the word shall they say you may register so it's at the discretion and also looking at it from the ai generative work aspect where the u.s copyright office refused giving the full copyright protection to the zero done work that was created you know registry or what basically gives you legal rights backings and remedies in case of infringement you also need to find a good ip lawyer that understands copyright advertising tax labor employment uh contracts all of those things to be able to guide you on the complex and international issues also a dispute resolution practitioner so it's not a call litigation practitioner but someone that thinks like a business person uh, instead of going to court let's mediate um instead of going to institute a lawsuit let's say this is an assist letter all those things they help you draft contract licenses agreement that protects your ip assets they're basically your, your partners. Lawyers are your partners if you're creative. Know that. Use clear and visible signs or notices to mark your intellectual property, such as using the C in a circle or TM to indicate your mark is unregistered or R in a circle to indicate your mark is registered. It's also a statement of ownership or permission. Um, you need to also learn to monitor and enforce your IP using tools such as Google okay isn't google allowed to track uh, mentions of your ip on the web because you send this and this letter file complaints to infringers oppose registrations all those things be careful with sharing and um collaborating why sharing and collaborating can be beneficial you also need to be careful how you disclose 
and distribute your IP. This is where the trade secret elements will come into place. Trade secret is the only IP that um, doesn't basically require registration, but you must take um, efforts, make efforts to preserve and ensure that that information doesn't get into the wrong hands. You know, you also need to discuss how the IP will be used, who owns it, how the profits will be shared. IP provides for joint collaboration and joint authorship. You should also use secure platforms and software to store and share your IP. There's data protection elements, cybersecurity elements. You know, now we're talking clouds. Everyone's talking about blockchain, this, machine learning, etc. So these are some of the ways that you can explore protecting your uh, intellectual property. So I don't know if I, I think, yeah, I did like a very good example of fair dealing. Um, and I was talking about general section in, on that copyright. So this is a very important concept in, in storytelling as it allows storytellers to reuse and remix existing material to create new and original stories or to comment, criticize or create a parody. So ensure that you understand all this concept fair dealing is not a blanket permission or a simple it's very complex it requires careful consideration and analysis so your lawyer who is your bestie your main bestie should be the person that you should be engaging at this point there are also other cross-border related provisions that one can consider um the open source initiative which is like a non-profit organization that promotes and advocates for development and distribution of open source softwares which is which can be freely assessed modified or shared by anyone um but yeah there, there are different laws and regulations that guides copyright um for us here in nigeria is the nigerian copyright act of 2022 so i guess I guess that covers it but if you have more questions on how um storytelling can boost your personal brand and business value please hit me up not hit physically you edjo so just to conclude i mean we know that this digital era of user-generated content and short video formats poses a lot of challenges such as competition as we can see in our case study for today everyone is vying for attention and interest of the audience and in order for it to stand out you need to create original works you also need to find your voice your style your niche avoid copying or imitating other people um, trying to be honest and respect other people's events and how they portray it verification of facts, audience engagement, interaction, feedback, collaboration with other storytellers, influencers. Like my friend Beverly will say, collaboration is the new competition, not the other way around. Storytelling on social media platform is a dynamic and exciting field, but it also requires skills, responsibility, and passion. So, if you are a storyteller or you aspire to be one, I hope this episode has given you some sort of insight and tips on how to create engaging and original stories for social media platforms. 
thank you for listening to ip series and don't forget to subscribe and share your stories with us until next time happy storytelling guys